Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome back to the Balance Bond podcast, Soul on Fire. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and today you are in for quite the experience as we have the incredible intergalactic channeler and light being Elizabeth April on the podcast. And this episode was a direct response to so many of you who've been telling me ever since I started talking about the fifth dimension and Pleiadians and intergalactic traveling and aliens and time traveling and multi-universes and basically psychic abilities and beyond. So many of you have requested and suggested that I have Elizabeth April on the show. So I checked out her Instagram and her YouTube and started following her and became very captivated by everything that she shared. And I was honestly blown away by her because in so many ways, she reminds me of myself, yet in so many ways, I recognize how different we are and that we are both intergalactic hybrid beings, which we talk about in this episode, here to shift the planet. And we talk about our differences, our similarities, and she's just very expansive in every single way. She has a podcast called Expand, and she channels all sorts of dimensions and aliens. She's part of the Galactic Federation, which we talk about in this episode. If you're listening and so far, you're just like, I have no idea what any of this is, then this episode is for you. And also, if you're deep into this stuff already, this episode is also very much for you. I feel like this episode is for all levels of people who are interested and intrigued by the fifth dimension and beyond. And as Elizabeth shares in this episode, her superpower is being human and knowing how to be relatable and relate to the human consciousness while also talking about this incredible intergalactic stuff. So I wanted specifically to release this episode on the week of the December 21st portal. Um, I believe this is coming out on the 23rd. So happy almost Christmas to people who celebrate. Happy holidays to everybody. And on December 21st, there is something very special happening astrologically, which is truly once in a lifetime, where Jupiter and Saturn will be in conjunction and will be super close to each other. It's something that we haven't seen in 800 years and it's happening on the winter solstice. So when I'm talking about this, it hasn't happened yet, but by the time you guys hear this, it will have happened, but time doesn't exist. So that's okay. So this has not happened since medieval times in 1226, the year 1226, which is so, so, so crazy. So it's going to be a special time. It's a really powerful time to manifest and to harness energy and to really step into this new earth that we are all becoming. We are all becoming a part of the new earth. That's why so many of us hybrid humans have incarnated at this time to be a part of this and to also 
enter the light and change the way we do things on this planet. It's the Aquarian age. It's time for the divine feminine and for the light to take over so that we can have peace and so that we can experience the, I like to call it utopia. I think people would call it many different things um, that we all deserve. So this episode with Elizabeth is special because she talks about how we can harness that energy. We talk about Palladians. We talk about all sorts of different interdimensional beings. We talk about time traveling, her alien abductions, how to have healthy boundaries. She does a mini reading for me, which was really, really powerful and accurate. And I just saw her face shape shift so much and it was very beautiful. We talk about Hollywood and transmuting reptilian energies and basically the best way to be a light worker on this planet. We also do her human design. She's a manifester. You guys will learn more about that in this episode. And let's just dive into it. It's a good one. It's a deep one. I'm so excited to share it with you. It was an honor to learn from her. She's 28 years old, human, human self, but she's a very, very old, wise soul. So before we dive into the episode, I want to thank you guys so much for being here and remind you that if you feel inspired to rate and review the show on iTunes, send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancewand.com so I can thank you personally and send you a free gift. And then secondly, before we get into this conversation, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Life Seasons, which are the supplements that I've been taking that have been such a game changer. They're totally herbal and holistic and from the earth. So their whole mission very much aligns with the Balanced Spawn mission of getting everybody back to the earth, back to nature, to know that we can heal ourselves. Life Seasons believes in our body's own innate healing force and our ability to make life-giving health choices. They value life and it is their mission to protect and sustain life. So all their products combine the wisdom of nature as well as the progress of science, which builds the foundation of good health that empowers every single one of us to live life to the fullest. You can use the code BLONDE for a discount, which is very special. at lifeseasons.com. So that's B-L-O-N-D-E, as I think many of you know, because that's pretty much always my discount. You can also find Life Seasons at Whole Foods, Natural Grocers, Sprouts, Erewhon, and other major health food retailers throughout the nation. Some of their products, because they have so many. So when you go on their website, you can shop by category um, because they have just like endless different supplements for whatever you are experiencing in your body. So just a few of the supplements that have been very life-changing for me since I started taking them are their adrenal supplement, which is full of herbs like rhodiola, holy basil, ashwagandha, vitamin B6, and schizandra. So it has adaptogens. We love adaptogens, which bring our body back to homeostasis. I also love anything that helps me gain more clarity. So I love their cognitive support. I love their energy support. I do still need, because of my healing from Lyme, um, energy and vitality support, which is full of green tea, cocoa, L-theanine, and a few other things. It really does give me that burst of energy. It feels so good. And then they they have everything. If you get migraines, which I do, they have something for migraines. They have a neuroprotective formula. They have 
things for menopause. They have things for sleep, for rest, for stem cells, um, stem cell support, thyroid support. The list goes on. So check them out at lifeseasons.com. Use the code blonde. Tell me which ones that you try. There are some amazing ones. I also like their metabolism supplement. So it really depends what you're seeking, what you're looking for, what you need balance with. But regardless, use that code blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E at lifeseasons.com for a discount. And now let's get into this conversation with the fabulous channeler, light being, fifth dimensional, intergalactic teacher. She's such a teacher. She's so wise. Um, Amazing human, hybrid, all the things, Elizabeth April. Okay, Elizabeth, I'm so happy that you're here. I feel like I know you. We have so many people in common, people that are interested in the kind of stuff that we talk about. But I talk about this stuff. I'm like, you know, approaching it. And I have been for a couple of years. But this is your life. Mm -hmm. The galactic conversations, the fifth dimension and beyond, aliens, channeling. I'm, I'm in awe of you. I know I have so much to learn from you. And I'm just so happy that you're here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And it's so nice to have it in person too, because I I do interviews all the time, but I'm missing that in-person connection. You know, we just don't really have that, especially for this year. So it's really nice to be here in person with you too. It is, it is. And we were just talking about how we're both hermits. We tend to have (laughs) days in a row that we don't even go outside. So to be with a person, especially at this time in space, is so special mm-hmm. and it's fun to see you in person. Yeah. And so something about me that you probably don't know, I see people's faces shapeshift constantly. Oh, wow. And of course, because you are so galactic, <laughs> you're already shapeshifting. And to be in person for that is so special because that does not happen on Zoom or FaceTime or anything. Yeah. Very so cool. I can't wait to see all the things that you turn into. You're so wise. <laughs> and so as a human, how old are you? I'm 28. You're 28. Okay, I'm 30. Nice. And so you're kind of in like Saturn return time. Totally. Have you been feeling that so far? Well, you know, I got my Saturn return reading done right around my birthday in, in July. And, you know, she was bringing up all these things like, you know, problems with people that you work with and, you know, these kind of things. And she was reading from my chart, right? What my Saturn return. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Right. Mm-hmm. And then about a month or two later, it just kind of all started unfolding. But luckily for me, I'm very aware of, you know, the unfolding and very aware of the challenges. So instead of like third time's a charm, it's usually like first or second time, you know, of learning a lesson. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not feeling uh, too challenged these days. And how freaking magical is it? that Galactic Federation is trending right now. That is so wild. I saw (laughs) that you posted that and you texted me that and I was like, what? And then I, but how? Like why all of a sudden? Yeah, so this guy um, in Israel, I I don't really know like the whole backstory, but people should definitely look this up. This guy in Israel, I don't know what his position is. He's very educated. And actually that was part of his reasoning for coming out and relaying this information. He said, it had to be me because I have the educational background, right? So I don't know if he's some sort of high up politician or lawyer or something. Um, And he actually made a statement that Donald Trump, believe it or not, was supposed to be the one to disclose this information first. And he started chills. 
And apparently, uh, you know, humanity wasn't ready for it at that time. But this guy said, I'm not waiting. I'm going to disclose this. And you know what? I'm actually really grateful that it was him rather than Trump. And obviously the reason is most of the world views Trump as a buffoon. Right. You know, like, I mean, anything that he says isn't really, um, you know, it's not people. People don't take him There's seriously. no validity, right. right, within it. So I'm really happy that this guy is the one with his educational background to really disclose it. So I think what I think what he said was that there are aliens or you know interdimensional beings um, that work within this organization called the Galactic Federation, and they've been connecting with um, the politicians of this planet, and they want to basically help humanity, right, and disclose. So it's a small piece of what I've been uh, talking about for many years, but I'm like baffled. Like, I'm still so amazed. And I, I knew that the final kind of you know, straw for uh, 2020 was going to be a disclosure of aliens. And I you did? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I knew that that was going to be the big kicker. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew that sure. that was going to be like, man, if we could just top 2020 off, it's going to be cosmic disclosure. Yeah. Did I think that it was going to happen this quickly? No. And did I think that they were even going to mention the words Galactic Federation? Absolutely not. Like, not in my wildest dreams. So many chills. Oh my gosh. So we have to back. All the way up then. I want to hear how you became became in contact with the Galactic mm-hmm. Federation. And yeah. I've listened to you on podcasts. I've watched your YouTube. So I know yeah. this is like a lifelong connection, yep. if I'm correct. Yeah. So tell us all about that. Yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, I was very, you know, connected to extrasensory abilities, different psychic abilities. And, um, you know, I was the weird one, the weird kid. And, you know, I was also raised in a Catholic household, so I just figured that I was talking to God, right, or my angels, um, because that's what Catholicism would tell you. And now I believe that I was talking and communicating with Palladian beings. That's kind of their frequency. Um, I never saw them. I always just heard them. And so, yeah, and I'm sure that these Palladians are connected to the Galactic Federation. I guess I've never really asked them, but I know that they're my spirit guides. Then I ended up shutting down my abilities because I didn't want to be the weird kid anymore. And then and then through a lot of depression and anxiety and questioning, I ended up opening up my abilities again around 16. And after my first conscious abduction at 18 by interdimensional beings, that's when I really opened up to the fact that aliens exist, you know? Whoa. So tell us about your abduction, your conscious abduction. What yeah. the heck? Yeah, what the heck? So at 18, uh, you know, I was astral traveling, I was remote viewing, I was, uh, you know, working on telepathy, and I was really in it. And even uh, past life regression and, and flashbacks to past lifetimes. But if you asked me if aliens existed, you know, I would say, yeah, I'm sure there's something out there, but why would they bother with us? You know, third dimension, you know, ant-like species on planet Earth. There's trillions of terrestrial planets out there. Why us? Why here? Why now? And then, of course, I ended up getting abducted uh, by them, and I started to really realize, hey, there's something else going on here. And that really opened up, you know, a can of worms uh, for me in so many ways. And so... I went away to a 10-day meditation retreat, silent meditation retreat called Vipassana. And on the second night of meditation was the night that I ended up getting abducted very, very consciously. Like it was like a very, 
visceral, physical, visual, you know, moment of of being abducted. Do you think it had anything to do with being on the silent retreat because you were able to tap into yourself deeper? I think that it had more to do with the fact that this retreat center was in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. What a perfect place to abduct human beings. Right. They can't even talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at True. About, you know, five miles from the retreat center, there was a military base. So there's all these kind of markers of that's where alien activity is going to be, right? Is right there. Um, they weren't, they definitely weren't, they weren't really good interdimensional beings, but they weren't really evil, I would say. They were just kind of like there for their own wants and needs. So it wasn't a pleasant experience, you know? And you, re- it, you remember this experience? All of it, yeah. Oh from, my gosh. From them taking me from my bed, beaming me up to the ship. Um, they chipped me. They put something into my ear. And that was it. That was basically it. And then they put me back into my bed and you know, I just uh, got up and I started researching alien abductions in that location. Couldn't find anything. I couldn't even talk to the retreat leaders about it because, you know, it's a silent (laughs) retreat. But I ended up staying the whole time, the rest of the time, which was, you know, it was pretty brave of me to to, to have a traumatic experience and then choose to stay. But I did end up stealing a butter knife from the kitchen. I mean, there wasn't really anything sharper. And I'm like, I didn't want to hurt them if they came back. I just wanted to get proof, like some green alien blood or something, you know yeah. what I mean? To like show everyone like, hey, yeah. this happened. And then kind of the sad part is when I went back to university, you know, I had some roommates and some friends at that time in university and they went around saying, oh, you know, Elizabeth is crazy because she thinks she got abducted by aliens. That's really harmful. Yeah. And, you know, here I am being very open and uh, you know, vulnerable, right? And and traumatized in my experience. And then there's trauma that adds on to that. But what was really cool, even though it was more of a fear-based experience, after that experience happened, very similar to me getting flashbacks of past lifetimes on this planet, I started getting flashbacks of past lifetimes off this planet, you know, and realizing what was possible out there in the universe. Um, So then I started doing past life regression and putting myself into a trance and exploring all of these different interdimensional lifetimes. And then it wasn't until, it was December 21st, I'll always remember the date, December 21st, 2011. So right before 2012, right before the end of the world, right in Mm -hmm. that way, like everyone's freaking out. And about two days before the 21st, I was hanging out with my friends And I immediately felt very, very lethargic, very out of body. And I just said, hey, guys, I'm just going to go into the other room and I'm just going to lay down for a second. And so I did that. And the second that I sit on my bed and I close my eyes, there's this um, beautiful Palladian man, this astral body of a Palladian that steps into my room. When I open my eyes, can't see him. Close my eyes, open my third eye. There he is, right? And so he telepathically communicates to me. He says, Elizabeth, there's a meeting that's really important that you have to, that you're invited to. And it's happening on December 21st, which was like two days from then. And he said that it it was happening at, I think it was... um, well, like 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, something like that, which was my time zone at the time. And he said, you have to be awake for it, right? It was 2 a.m. So I wake up at 1 a.m., chug back a coffee. I was used to this. I was a student, right? right. So chug back a coffee. And because he said, you have to be aware, like you can't be sleeping. 
So I'm sitting there in meditation and 2 a.m. right on the dot, there he comes back into the room on the 21st. And he says, okay, come with me. You know, we're going to go to this meeting. And so he, he flies off. You know, I'm used to astral traveling at this point. So I go with him, you know, in my astral body. And we end up, believe it or not, going to a meeting inside the moon. Okay, crazy. Wow. Yeah, the moon is hollow. I didn't know that at that time. I'm like, what? Why are we going to the moon? Right. And we don't just go to it, we go into it. And it's this huge hollow room with all of these crazy interdimensional beings from all over the universe, just looking so different. Whoa. I was probably pretty rude because I was going around the stands, just taking a in my astral body, taking a look at all these beings. I would do the same thing. You know, just yeah. like really observing. And were you like, the only human body there? So I was in my astral body, which just kind of looks like a human white light body. And there, there weren't, there was probably like at least another hundred thousand. It was a big, oh my God. a big room. Yeah. Um, maybe around maybe 50,000. I'm not sure, but there was like thousands of other astral bodies all floating around just like me. And then, uh, and I could tell a lot of them were from planet earth because they had the cords connecting to their their body in planet Earth. Oh, wow. So I could see that too. And then there was thousands upon thousands of physical bodies and they were all interdimensional looking, some humanoid, but mostly weird looking beings all sitting in kind of like the circular stands. And so, you know, the, the speaker, whoever it was in the middle, looked like a very tall gray, but also not not really the typical gray that we would perceive. And it was a female, divine female. And she was able to project her thoughts, kind of like a microphone in a big room, um, but telepathically. So So, so in that moment, I didn't even think twice about it, but it was after thinking, was she speaking English to me? Right. Cause how did I, how did I know everything that she was saying was, you know, I didn't think about it at the time because it just made sense, but I just realized everyone else had different languages, right. Sitting in that room. So, yeah, so she kind of introduces um, herself and she says that, you know, this is a meeting connected to the Galactic Federation and that everyone who was a part of that meeting were, were Galactic Federation alumni or ambassadors. And this was the first time I ever heard about the Galactic Federation. I, I had no idea what this was. And it was after the meeting where I actually asked this Palladian male who was in contact with me, I said, what is the Galactic Federation? Like, tell me. And the way that he described it, and this is kind of the way that I describe it to most people, the Galactic Federation is a giant organization of interdimensional beings from all across the universe who culminate together in every galaxy and every solar system for unity consciousness within the universe. So yeah, you know, they're for the light and higher vibration, but they're also not here to squash lower vibration. They're not here to 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 get rid of the darkness. They're here to make it amicable within the universe, right? To have the balance within the universe. And they've been interacting with humanity for many, many years, you know, at this point in time. And, uh, and so to be honest, when I first heard about what exactly the Galactic Federation was, you know, I was pissed, right? I was in university. I was studying global politics and global political economy. And so to understand that these higher dimensional beings have to get together and organize and, um, and have to have a structure, you know, it baffled me, right? So I just figured, hey guys, you're in the eighth dimension, we're in the third dimension and you still have to have a political structure. Right. There's still a hierarchy. Like you That's guys haven't figured this out yet. Interesting. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. So did that just make so much sense for you and make so many things click in the way that you said you had always felt different and you knew that you were in touch with higher dimensions? Now, that was like your initiation into being a part of it. I feel like that was a huge initiation. Yeah. And, you know, like I mentioned, I was having these flashbacks, like talk about shape-shifting, right? Having these flashbacks of me in, in these other lifetimes. And one of the flashbacks was of me as a tall, gray, interdimensional being. I was a male in that lifetime, I guess. They're kind of asexual, but um, I was the ambassador of my species. And as the ambassador of the grays at that time, I linked up with the Galactic Federation to help them with their genetic product uh, projects, right? So genetic manipulation, hybridization, all of that. Oh my gosh. So us as human beings, I believe that we are hybrid beings. I believe that that missing link is the interdimensionals coming through and, and helping us evolve, right? I think so too. So it was the grays, or at least, you know, there's many different gray beings, but my specific species of gray that we're here to really help humans, right? And our evolution and our, you know, evolvement. And so uh, that's one of the lifetimes that I really connect with these days is that that tall gray ambassador. Um, but I never thought- I feel thought, like that is you. Yeah. <laughs> that is you merged with your human body. Exactly. I definitely feel like a hybrid too. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people listening do as well, but they also are just probably learning about this for the yep. first time, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the very first time. So how would you describe a hybrid human? I mean, there's so many different types of intergalactic beings, right? So what would be like your definition? There are so many different hybrids. There are etheric hybrids. There are walk-in hybrids. There are physical hybrids. I believe, you know, at a baseline, every single human being on this planet, just at a biological level, we have hybrid DNA because that's how we were created and evolved, right, from the get-go. What really, truly, well, it depends, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we are all hybrids, but As far as like a hybrid, an etheric hybrid, you know, an energetic hybrid, it's basically the definition of your soul is not originally from this planet, right? The definition of a starseed, basically. Your soul isn't from this planet, which means that your soul wasn't originally human, which means that you came from higher dimension densities to volunteer, okay? That's the key word is volunteer Mm -hmm. to come into this body at this time on this planet to help the planet Earth. So a lot of these, you know, hybrid beings and these hybrid souls and these interdimensional souls in a human body, there's difficulties. Maybe there's physical difficulties. Maybe there is illness. Maybe there is disability. Maybe there is mental health stuff, you know, but with a lot of hybrid souls, it's like, they don't feel like they belong here. They don't feel like they fit in. They're always the black sheep of their family. They always want to go home because this doesn't feel like home to them. You know, there's a lot of restlessness there. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of depression that comes up in these, these poor hybrid souls. And I don't blame them. And part of the problem is if these hybrid souls, if these, you know, interdimensional souls that come into a, a human body, if they've been on this planet before and they've been awakened before, then they've been persecuted before. So we're kind of in between, like, I just want to be myself and I just want to be my, my weird alien self, but I'm scared to be myself. I'm scared to step into my power. I'm scared to be psychic because every time I've been that before, I've been persecuted. I've been killed. I've been taken off this planet, you know? And so 
for a long time, we as starseed beings, we've been stuck between a rock and a hard place. And now it's, it's getting disclosed, right? And although, you know, I've been very brazen to, to come out with who I am. And I never really thought, I thought I was going to be like 45, you know, by the time I was talking about me as a, you know, galactic ambassador and, and all of this stuff. But I've been really pushed uh, throughout the past couple of years to just say it all, you know, to say it like it is. And I think that that gives other people the validation of, oh my goodness, if she can do it and she's okay, then I can do it too. You know, and I think that that gives them the validation. When I was waking up, when I was understanding these concepts, there wasn't a teacher or a mentor for me to go to to get the validation of, you're not crazy. You're actually really onto something here. Right. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. And it's so brave for you to share it with the world. And also, it's just amazing to see the support that you get. Mm -hmm. You have built this huge audience of people who are just hungry for this information and to know that they're not alone. So how did you start feeling pulled then to share this online? Like when did you create your, um, your Instagram and your Mm -hmm. YouTube and all of that? Yeah. So I went off all social media, you know, um, for a couple of years around, like, I think it was like whenever social media was a thing, I don't know, 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. And I was really like just enmeshed, enmeshed in my training, right? And, and my abilities and, and my ability to navigate and, and receive information and channeling and what have you. So I've been talking and communicating with the Galactic Federation since 2011. I've been working on my abilities since 2010, really, um, but had that awakening at 16. So even before that, So it wasn't until 2016 where my spirit guides, you know, and the GFL were like, we have information to share with humanity and this is the time that you need to do it. And they just pushed me. And I said, really guys, like you want me to get on and talk about the Mandela effect? Like really, you really think people are ready for this? And they said, yes, now is the time. So I put it all out there and that's when I got, you know, all the social medias that I guess, you know, and I've gotten rid of a lot of other social medias because I just don't resonate with them. But yeah, mostly uh, YouTube started in 2016, Instagram started in 2016. But to be honest, nothing really picked up until this year. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. So what was the initial response then? Were there people who found you? Because it's like a very niche thing to talk about. I don't think it will be for long, by the way, but it was in 2016. Yeah. Were people excited or were people like negative toward you? Yeah, I had, I had both. I had both. Mm-hmm. I had people who were like, oh my God, this is, you validated all of the questions that I've ever had, which is amazing because I have all the questions that most humans have. What are we doing here? What's the purpose? Where are we going? You know, what's the point of this, right? right. And what are aliens and why are they here? You know, all of those things are, are things that I love to answer, um, especially things that, religion hasn't really given me the answers for. I love to really kind of get yeah. in, get into the groove there. So I had a lot of positive responses of just these like really beautiful individuals from all over the world. And then I also attracted a really negative crowd too. Um, definitely a lot of Christians calling me the devil, saying that I talk to, 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 to demons because right. I speak to aliens, right? And I think at first it was just, uh, it affected me a lot. Um, and, and then, you know, at, at this point in time, I don't know if it's just because the world's awakening and I get a lot of positive feedback or if it's that 
I don't really need to learn that lesson anymore, but I really feel like I don't attract that kind of negativity. You know, there'll be like a hater every once in a while, but nothing like I used to get before. And I know that a lot of starseeds and lightworkers waking up to their truth, you know, they'll also encounter a lot of that hate at first. And it's only a reflection of their own internal self-doubt is really what it is. Totally. Yes. I've been having this conversation lately with some close friends of mine who are on a similar wavelength. And I was saying, knock on wood, I feel that a lot of that negativity toward me has gone away too. Not to say I don't get the occasional mean message daily, but (laughs) it's come, maybe it just feels different too because I see it and I'm so able to see that it doesn't have anything to do with me. Or that I'm, of course, triggering something in someone else. By the way, speaking of that, do you know your human design? Oh, my goodness. So many people have asked me this really recently. Um, no, all I, I think— Do you know what time you were born? Yeah, 9.15 Should we just look it up right now? Yeah, let's okay, it Okay, it's really fun. And sorry, I'm so into the conversation we're having, but it has a lot to do with like being a mirror for humanity— mm. I'm just so curious about what your particular— Is that like the manifester thing? Well, so that's a reflector, but everybody— So we can all be mirrors for each other. Right. But um, I'm a reflector, which is the 1%, and we really are the mirrors. Mm -hmm. That's why I attract a lot of polarity. People love me or they hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's not usually anybody who's indifferent. Um, Okay, so let's see here. You were probably born in 1992. Yeah, 92, yeah. Yes. And then your birth month is July, you said. Your birthday is? The 8th. The 8th. Yeah. Two days, wait, one day before my mom, two days after my brother and my cat. (laughs) A lot of cancers. Um, So I love, everybody in my life is either a cancer or a Leo. Um, (laughs) So then you said 9.57. Oh, 9.15 a.m. Oh, 9.15 a.m. A.m. Okay, good. Then I don't have to figure out the 24-hour clock Um, (laughs) location. And then Kitchener. How do you spell that? Basically like you, it sounds like Kitchen. kitchen and then oh, there ER. It is. Yeah, Kitchener, Ontario. I'm so excited. And by the way, for everyone listening, we're on myhumandesign.com, which is my friend Jenna Zoe's website because everybody always asks. They're like, wait, cool. how did you do this? <laughs> okay, so you're a manifester. Manifestors are the second rarest type. Ooh. So reflectors are the rarest. Okay. Manifestors are super rare. I think you guys are like... Um, 10% wow. and your, your authority is emotional, the solar plexus. And you were just talking about the solar plexus when you walked in. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense to me. So what does that mean? Like authority is emotional. What does that mean? So your authority is the way that you make decisions. And so if your emotional authority, that pretty much means that you, you tap into your emotions and your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. might feel extra emotional about things, up and down. So do I, by the way. Mm-hmm. And you're just tapped in. You're a highly sensitive person. Cool. So that doesn't surprise me at all. And then there's tons of stuff to dive into <laughs> with that. Your profile is a 2-4, which is also called the easy breezy genius. Ooh. I, I see like that, that in you. <laughs> there's a lot to tap into there. Your sign is peace. Nice. Hello. Duh. That's why you're part of the Galactic Federation. That's what you came here to bring to the world and to all all of humanity. And then your digestion, meaning like the environment that it's best for you to eat food and digest in, is sounds and music. Oh, interesting. Do you like to play music while you eat? I'm listening to music 
all day, every day. Yeah, I yeah. see that. And then your environment is valleys, um, places where people can make connections and enjoy connection. Cool. And that's my environment too. They're cool. So cool. And there's so much more. Yeah. I'll send you your chart. Yeah. But I think everybody listening will appreciate knowing that you're a manifester. Yeah. And of I, course you are. I feel that. Like literally, I mean, I have to be careful of what I think and what I mm-hmm. what I say because it comes around almost instantly. Right. Almost to my detriment because instantly I think if I've manifested an opportunity, I'm like, oh, this is in my contracts, right? Because it comes through like so divinely and synchronistically. Yes. I really don't have to do much for things to come through very easily. Yes. Um, but then I realized, oh, it was my free will that overrode my contracts right. to attract this thing. And it's actually not the right time for it. I have had that experience right? so many times too. Yeah. It's like you're moving too quick for being yes. a human and yes. in a sense. Exactly. Um, do you ever feel like you have trouble with your manifestations coming to fruition? Like it's easier for you to start things and follow them through? I'm pretty good at following through. And nowadays I don't really... I used to be like, oh, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And now I'm just so in a place of like free flow, comfortability, and um, trust. Like I'm in so much trust these days that I don't even care what tomorrow looks like. Like I'm just open to whatever comes through. And I think being a psychic as well, like in the past, I used to be like, oh my God, is this like, is this my husband? Or am I going to have a bunch of kids? Or like, I just wanted to know, am I going to get this job? Like, you know, I mean- I'm a psychic, so I can tap into the timelines, right? But it, it, life got boring. When you start yes. to know everything that's going to happen, just like lucid dreaming, it's like dreaming gets boring. It's like I'm already making decisions in my day-to-day life. Like yes. I don't want to have to make more decisions in my dream world. I know, you right? Know? Then it's exhausting when you wake it up. It is. So yeah. on that note, I have a dream question for you. Okay. Because I saw that your latest YouTube video gets into dreams, or maybe yep. that was from like a week ago. Yep. But um. I had a time traveling dream last night. Mm. It was so clear to me where I had a dream that um, two people I know, one of whom passed away a couple years ago, were mm. sitting outside of Erewhon yeah. here in LA. Yeah. And I, this felt so real to me. So I looked at them and I was like, how is he here? How yeah. is he alive? And I walked up to them and I said, first of all, like, hi, blah, 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 super emotional, reuniting. And then I said, what year? <laughs> what year is it? And he said, 2018. Wow. And I was like, wait a second. And then in my dream, mm-hmm. I'm like trying to remember it because it's kind of slipped away now. But in my dream, I said, okay, so this is going to be hard to believe, but I've come from 2020 and you've, you've died. And so like wow. you need to change your habits. Basically, it was like, it was an addiction. It was an overdose mm-hmm. and he didn't believe me. And there was like a lot of anger and it was just super intense. Wow. And then I woke up just in full, like, what the fuck just happened. Yeah, and I yeah, was awake yeah. for hours because I knew it was real. Mm-hmm. I could cry even, like, talking about it right yeah. now. It was so intense. So what are your thoughts on dreams and, like, tapping into something that's very real? Yeah, um, I mean, dream dimensions are a great place where space and time don't exactly exist in the same linear fashion that we are here in the physical, right? Um, so right now, and for the past couple of months, everyone's been tested and trained in their dreams. Okay. We're, we're getting trained. So I was just actually mentioning in a video this morning that, you know, I recently had a dream where I was in this really crowded space and it was a dark room and there's so many people. And like, that's one of my fears is like, 
being kind of squished in with all these people. And because I'm short, like they're all taller than me and I don't know what's going on. And, and in that moment, I, I transmuted the fear of being claustrophobic. And I said to myself, this is all an illusion. And I thought it was really real. Like I thought it was really happening. I didn't realize I was in a dream. And I basically said, you know, this is, this is all an illusion. Um, and this is only momentary and it's going to pass. And in that moment I got pulled out of it. And so I believe that we're all getting confronted with, it's, it's kind of two things. One, we're getting confronted with our deepest fears. Maybe if, if you're scared of spiders, spiders are going to come up in your dreams, right. right? We have to purge out these old energies before we move into this new vibration. The other thing that you experience, the second half of this is we're getting trained in our dreams. So we're purging out the fear. And then on the, the other hand, we're getting trained as far as you're powerful. This is what you can do, you know? So a lot of people are experiencing these odd glitches and, and you know, weird time shifts in their dreams. And before, what I used to notice is if I was in a dream and I was like thrown back into elementary school, I would be the age of all the kids in the classroom, right? But these days when I'm thrown back into a dream in the past, I show up as my 28-year-old self. Right. Yeah. And, and it's so funny. My friend was just having a very similar dream to what I had too. And she's like, I shouldn't be here. I'm 35. Like this mm-hmm. isn't, you know, this doesn't make sense, right? And I had the same thing. I was thrown back into a grade three classroom and I was told that I had to redo the grade, right? right. Which I almost failed actually grade three. Um, and I, I was t- saying to these kids, like these kids in this classroom, I'm like, I'm 28. I've graduated university. Like I shouldn't be here, right? right? So time is just getting very weird. It's getting very lucid. And I've had a lot of like glitches in the matrix and weird time things. And I believe time travel is a hundred percent possible because I do it every day, right. right? If I were to tap into your past lifetimes right now, I'm time traveling, right? We're going back into your Akashic records. In the fifth dimension frequency, time doesn't exist in a linear fashion. It still exists. We're still here in the container of this physical reality, but it gets a little bit more lucid, right? It gets a little bit more in flow and we're just getting taught about how lucid time and space is in our dreams. And I believe that that's what you're experiencing and something else that comes up um, as far as your specific dream. There is a potential because it was an overdose that your friend ended up getting stuck in this weird liminal realm, okay? Because when something happens and it's unexpected or it happens in a very low vibrational frequency, either the soul doesn't even recognize that they're dead right? Which kind of feels like what you were trying to explain to him. Hey, this is serious. Like this really happened, right? And he was fighting you. Yeah. Or uh, they they understand that they've passed away and they don't have a body anymore, but they feel like they don't deserve to move on and cross over, right? So it feels like in that way, you were helping him cross over and recognize, hey, you made some choices that weren't aligned to your highest good, you know, and it's time for you to let go and move on. And what I would recommend for you is maybe tonight, maybe after this podcast recording, you sit and you find five minutes of silence and you tune into his frequency. And I I do that by saying someone's name three times over and you just tell him, you know, hey, you deserve to move on. You deserve to cross over, you know? And yeah, there were some decisions that you didn't, you made that weren't really for your your best and highest interest, but you still deserve unconditional love and that's waiting for you. And he just needs to know that and he will naturally cross over, but he needs to realize that he deserves that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. While you were talking, I just had like 
chills running up and down my body so many times, which is so him. And yeah. I have felt I have felt him a lot. And I've had a really strong feeling that he wasn't crossing over because he also has a lot of guilt. Mm. So guilt for the people he left behind. Yep. And because time doesn't exist in the fifth dimension, like you're talking about, it's not like he's been there for two years exactly. or whatever. Because, yep. you know, most of us would think, why is he still there? He's just struggling. And I think he's reaching out to the very few of us who knew him who could actually tap into that mm-hmm. right now. So mind-blowing. It's amazing. Yeah. Truly. But yeah, dreams are wild. Yeah. They're only getting more wild. Yeah, they as, are. Yeah, here we are going into 2021. Yeah. So I think this episode is going to release on um, the week of December 21st, which we know is like a huge portal and yeah. opening. And I'm I'm having this episode released then because— um, I want you to talk about it and just tell people. I think it'll actually come out two days after, but like how to harness that energy and just keep going once that portal takes place. Yeah. So we're even right now, like, I don't know, I don't even know what day it is, but we're like a couple weeks beforehand. No idea either. (laughs) (laughs) But the energies, and this is what I keep telling people, the energies of the 21st activation, they're already happening. They're going to happen before and they're going to happen after. And I've been feeling for a long time that the Schumann resonance is uh, correlated and connected with uh, solar flares. And it was back in, I believe, 2017 or 2018, where the Galactic Federation told me that it was 60% likely to happen, that there was going to be this huge solar uh, solar flare event happening in 2021. So back in 2018, I'm like, all right, cool. Like that's a long ways away, like no big deal. Um, And so now here we are, you know, we are right at the end of 2020, moving into 2021. And, you know, recently I got sent all of these articles relating the Schumann resonance, which has been off the charts recently. What is the Schumann resonance? The Schumann resonance, let's just, let's just say, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like technological, but, um, Essentially, the Schumann resonance is the measurement of a vibrational frequency, and there are many frequencies on planet Earth, but it's a measurement of a frequency here on planet Earth. The Schumann resonance can be affected uh, by lightning, and it can be affected by solar flares and other things, but I also believe that the Schumann resonance can be affected by Mother Gaia's consciousness and her vibration as well as the collective consciousness as well. So not only do we get affected by the Schumann resonance, but we can also affect the Schumann resonance. And it's been off the charts. I mean, I think it went up to like 800 the other day and it's typically at eight. Oh my God. Is that why people like like me, you know, me and you are not sleeping? Because I did not sleep for like six nights. Last night I finally slept and I'm like so disoriented. And I texted you this morning. Like to me, it was the morning. It wasn't the morning, but I was like... (laughs) just so behind because I was sleeping for like six days worth of sleep last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Weird sleep, lack of appetite. You know, we we talked about that before too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, the Schumann resonance has just been, you know, off the charts recently. And I think that this is related to the portal activation too. The vibration on the planet is just increasing And so what I say with a portal activation or just the increasing of the Schumann resonance or the consciousness levels on this planet is ultimately it's an amplification for our intention. That's what it is. Every thought that you have, every action that you take is going to be amplified within this energy. So you have the responsibility as a conscious soul to choose 
what you want to create for your future based on the decisions that you're making right now. So conscious choice has never been a more important concept in our existence than right here, right now. We're not just making choices for the moment. We're not just making choices for the day or for the week. We're making choices for the next potentially 10-year cycle. So you have to have responsibility for the rest of December, not just on the 21st, not just on the day. You know, we've got a huge event happening December 11th. I'm doing another Galactic Federation um, message, uh, which is tomorrow. And then we've got another huge, some sort of astrological event happening on December 14th. Oh, wow. And then we've got another, obviously, huge event with a conjunction happening on the 21st. But even the energy after the 21st is just going to be so heightened. And I think that we're moving into 2021 with this heightened energy and this amplification. And so, Um, just be very aware of what you're thinking and what you're doing and the choices that you're making. But also at the same time, listen to your body. Like I was talking to you before we got on the recording, like a week ago, you know, I was craving sugar. And for three days straight, I just ate so much sugar. It was gross. But also for whatever reason, that's what my body needed. Right. And then I just didn't crave it, you know? So we can't feel bad for, oh my God, I'm amplifying, you know, the craving of sugar into my reality. Um, we have to really listen, right? Absolutely. So, but, absolutely. But making choices through obligation right now is perpetuating the energy of obligation. I see. If you're making choices to say, yes, I'm going to hang out with my friend, but I really don't want to because all I want to do is hermit, then you're now perpetuating the energy of obligation into your, your, the new year. And you're going to be really faced with a lot of challenges and obligatory uh, choices, you know, rather than saying, no, I'm going to stand in my power. I'm going to say, you know what? December's off limits. I'm just going to hermit, you know, for the rest of the month. And that's what I've been telling all my friends, even though I'm not going home for Christmas or really doing anything, I really just want to be alone or with my wife, you know, and, yeah. and our dog. And, and, and that's kind of my bliss state. Um, These are such strong messages coming through from you. Seriously, this is everything I've been feeling. Yes. And you're putting it into words. Like I've yep. reached this point. I think my listeners know this because I am a Libra. I'm like super attached to all the people that I've literally ever known, mm-hmm. alive or dead, as you can tell from my dreams. Yeah, It's very hard for me to let go of people. And it's taken me this time in 2020 in this space to realize maybe that's part of why I've been so sick. Mm -hmm. And since, you know, I know that you don't really know me yet, but you will, because I know that we'll be friends from Mm -hmm. here forward. I've been sick with Lyme disease. Like Mm -hmm. I was telling you, just really, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Almost died so many times. And now I see literally like starting six weeks ago, probably around 11, 11. And mm-hmm. I saw that you posted on 11.11, the big portal that day. Yep. I don't have space for any of that anymore. It's yep. not even a choice. Is it uncomfortable for my human self? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm still a people pleaser. <laughs> you know, I'm still working through that. Yeah. But the escalation that has taken place from there that has also opened new space for these like incredible souls to come into my life mm-hmm. that just resonates so deeply is huge. So I hear what I hear what you're saying and I think you're just a very good teacher of these lessons. I think, you know, I think in a lot of ways one of my greatest superpowers is the ability to be human, right? And then it's funny because people are like, "Oh my god, you can do all these things." But really to be able to travel to the 12th dimension and then come back into my body, 
right? And just be a human and just like chill and watch Netflix and like do the things, you know, I think is so relatable. So I think that that's, that's where the validation comes from, right? Is like, hey, you're not dying. You're not going crazy. You're actually just ascending and it fucking sucks and it hurts and it's shitty, but we have to go through this, right? And, you know, just what you mentioned about being sick and then coming out of it, it really remember, it reminds me of, um, you know, I was doing a photo shoot yesterday in Malibu and the woman whose place I was at, just gorgeous, like absolutely next level. And she has this cat and I'm just like obsessed with cats. So I was like playing with the cat and it was a black cat and half of his fur was gone. And I said, what happened to your cat? And she said, well, I invited a group of people over to do ayahuasca ceremony here. And uh, because of all of the release that was happening during the ceremony, my cat, my black cat absorbed all of their energy. And because he absorbed all of their energy, he started losing his fur. Oh my gosh, that is so intense. But do you see how you're the cat? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm such the cat (laughs) and I'm a feline to begin with, so yes. Whoa, that's so crazy. And it's double crazy. I just have to tell you because last night I was staring at my cat, Hudson, who you just saw. He was checking you out. He's like, (laughs) I like her. Um, I was having this moment with him last night. And I said to my husband, wouldn't it be so cool to do ayahuasca with Hudson in our presence? Mm -hmm. As we just had a ceremony a couple weeks ago. It was beautiful. He was not there, not even close to being there. And we were like, yeah, that would be so awesome. Mm -hmm. But I see that because I was seeing him shapeshift and alien. And I'm like, I wonder what I would see on ayahuasca. But yeah, I would never want to damage his health. But I also, I think that it was mostly the group and the group's energy. And I even asked the, the lady, I said, did you get messages before that group came to your house that um, that you shouldn't have been hosting it. And she said, absolutely. I got so many messages that I shouldn't have hosted this group and I did anyway. And I learned my lesson and it was to the detriment of my cat. Plant medicine can be worked with in an appropriate way and plant medicine can be worked with in an inappropriate ways. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And so I think that she recognized that difference and I think that she was able to discern. So doing plant medicine around a cat isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it really reminds reminded me of that kind of metaphor that you, you, right. are, you were the cat. You, you've been taking on the energy of the world so this true. entire time without the healthy boundaries and the separation. And I'll tell you, and I'll just validate for you that it's very common as a starseed to do that, mm-hmm. not knowing that you're doing that, not knowing who you are. You know, there's this innate need deep down inside of you that you're here for a reason. You have a mission you're here to give back to humanity. So all you do is you dedicate your entire life and everything that you do to giving back. Yeah. But you don't realize that you're no longer an 11th dimensional angelic being mm-hmm. full of infinite <laughs> so light, hard. right? You have limitations. Mm-hmm. You're a human. You have mm-hmm. capacities. You have a container, right? And you need to be giving back to that container. Definitely. If you're coming from a place of lack, you're just perpetuating lack for humanity. Absolutely. Wow. 
Okay, just a brief interruption from this conversation with Elizabeth to talk about our second sponsor for today's show, Nourish by Nature Made. So they are the number one pharmacist recommended vitamin and supplement brand. They offer a monthly subscription service that is both convenient and customizable to make sure that you are getting the proper vitamin intake. They're backed by 45 years of science and they remove the guesswork from you trying to figure out which supplements are right for you. Their packages are personalized and delivered right to your door. Their convenient subscription service can be adjusted, paused, or canceled at any time. Their packs are customized to your needs and they're affordable. On average, it costs less than $2 a day to get your Nourish Vitamin Intake. Visit Nourish.com to take a five-minute assessment and receive a supplement recommendation tailored specifically for you. Now let's get back into this episode with Elizabeth. When you speak, I, I'm sure you know this, like you turn into this like galactic teacher, <laughs> like so wise and so otherworldly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know this. That's why you are so good at, at what you do. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like really, really <laughs> special to be in your presence. And that resonates so deeply. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So deeply. So... I want to talk to you specifically about Palladians because yeah. we know that is your soul family. As mm-hmm. you said, it's definitely my soul family too. It's definitely why the first time I heard your name before I even looked at anything you did, I felt a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people listening feel the same way. So yeah. just for people who don't know and people who are new to all this, who are the Palladians? Tell us about them. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a star cluster, I guess, called the Pleiades. Um, and there, I think there's seven planets. The seven sisters is what it's known as, I think, in, in, in indigenous tribes. And uh, yeah, and so there's these beautiful beings um, and they look very humanoid, uh, but we would perceive them as uh, good looking, you know, uh, in general, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, typically, Pleiadians are taller than human beings. So, uh, you know, around seven feet tall. Um, and they're just so loving. Like they're seven just feet so, tall. Yeah. They're so typically cool. six, seven feet tall. They're, they're, they're larger than, you know, don't you love how both of us are so short. I know it's a cruel joke from the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I say it all the time. I'm like, I'm used to being an eight foot tall gray. Like what's, right. what's up? Thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's humbling. It's yeah. Humbling. It's it is. totally humbling. Kind of fun uh, to be like small though. <laughs> it is. You can fit mm-hmm. into small spaces and stretch out and, you know, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, and so the Palladians, I mean, they're just so unconditionally loving and I've always seen myself as like gray, which is very like logical, analytical, like kind of that ambassador type of energy teacher, but also very divine masculine. And yet for many, many years, the, the main council, because the Galactic Federation has many councils, but the main council that I've spoken to and received all my information for humanity from is the Palladian Security Council. So they basically deal with um, security issues here on planet Earth. Um, so anything that we need, it could be like a volcano erupting, it could be like a virus spreading, it could be anything, but they kind of give me the updates of what humanity needs to know. Not everything, but a lot of things. And anyway, so the one time, you know, I would always go up, you know, astral travel up to the Galactic Federation ships 
And I would actually morph my astral body into my tall gray body because everyone on the Galactic Federation ships recognized my tall gray ambassador self. They're like, oh, Hera, it's so nice to have you back. Da, 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 whatever. Oh, you have a name. Yeah, as a tall gray. Yes. So cool. Yeah, it's Hera. And then my uh, mantis self is named Khan, both males. Um, and so, so they would always recognize Hera, this tall gray ambassador. And so the one day I was invited to a meeting this is like, a, this is actually kind of recent, maybe in 2019, maybe 2018. I was invited to this meeting. There was like, a, you know, I, I appear in this room, um, you know, in my astral body, I shapeshift into the, the tall gray being from my little tiny, you know, five foot nothing human, I guess, astral body. And there's this long oval table and there's all these Palladians that are sitting at this table and they always leave a, a seat for me, even though I'm not physical, you know, they kind of leave that space for me. And so... You know, I sit down and they said, uh, they said, Elizabeth, you know, we're not here for Hera. We're here for you. Wow. And they said, we want you to show, we want you to be your, your human self. And there was always this kind of downplaying of the human in my mind, because I work with all these other crazy, you know, intelligent next level beings. And so for them to accept me, and then, uh, and then not too long after that, you know, I said, I said, to, you know, hey guys, you know, I'm gray and you're Palladian and we're a little bit different. And they said, no, you're Palladian too. And I said, no, 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 no. And I always like resist it because everyone's like, oh, Elizabeth, you're so Palladian and I can feel that energy from you. I'm like, no, no, I'm gray. You know, uh -huh. I know I'm short, but I'm gray. Yeah. And, uh, and so the Palladian said, well, why do you think that you're in contact with us? Like, why do you think that we want to talk to you? It's because you have high amounts of Palladian DNA within you. And I said, Oh, okay. And it just kind of clicked in for me. So yeah, so there, there, if, if any interdimensional species were to kind of disclose themselves physically, I would assume that it would be the Palladians just because they would be very easily accepted into our civilization, right? If we had these like eight foot tall gray beings walking around, I think we would probably try and kill them. Right. You know, if we had these like six, seven foot tall model looking, you know, human looking beings, we would accept them. And it's kind of sad. It's a sad statement to say, yeah. you know, that looks are, you know, what kind of what we based it's true, things off though. of. That was my other question. Do you think there are full aliens walking around on this earth at this time? A hundred percent, without a doubt. Could you, can you ever tell, have you ever met one? Um, let's see. I've had interactions with, let's call them shapeshifters, and there's many different species that are able to shapeshift. And even my wife has had an interaction, like one of the mo more recent ones, I guess, would be, it was maybe like two years ago, and um, it was right after me and my wife met. And she's, you know, kind of cosmic and galactic in her own way. And she went to this bar, I wasn't there, and she was going to the bathroom at the back of the bar, and there was this guy sitting at the bar, this like, I don't know, older man, I guess. And as she walks by him, he says uh, something along the lines of, you know, we've been waiting for you, and like, we're glad, we're glad you're here, you know? And she thought it was weird that this strange man at the bar is like talking to her. And so she's like, okay, cool. You know, and she goes to the bathroom and when she comes out, he's gone, right? And so that's a good example of how beings come in and make themselves known, right? I have another really cool story. It's not my own. It's a friend of mine. 
And uh, she was going through a really tough time, just had a huge breakup, lost her house, lost her job, everything. She was in like a a new city, so she didn't have anywhere to go. And uh, I, I forget how it came to be, but I think she was like driving around and there was this really lovely, you know, uh, family, I guess. And they're like, oh, like it looks like, you know, it was raining out or whatever. And they're like, oh, it looks like you need a place to stay for the night. Like, would you like to come in and, and meet our family and have dinner with us? And she's like, yeah, that would be really nice, you know? And she said it was just the most overwhelming sense of love she's ever felt. And they had two little boys who were around six years old. And it was a mother and a father. And it was just, everything was warm and open and inviting. And the food was so delicious. And, you know, she stayed in their guest bedroom and then she kind of picked herself up. And then the next day she went to work. And then the day after she got these flowers to thank them. And she went back to the same street and she went back to the same house. And the the house was all decrepit and falling down and completely abandoned. Oh my And she's looking at this house and she's like so confused. And she starts crying and crying, thinking, what happened last night? I was just here. And so a neighbor, you know, on the street comes by and says, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And she says, well, I just stayed at this wonderful family's house, you know, here on the street just last night. And I wanted to thank them by giving them these flowers. And, and now they're, they're gone. And the neighbor looks at her and she's confused. And, and the neighbor says, you know, no one's lived there for like 15 years right? Oh my God. And so I believe that that was part of her Palladian family coming down for that moment, which is wild because that was a very physical, visceral experience, you know? And so there's been many other experiences, especially, you know, I do my rounds and I speak at a lot of alien conferences and there are definitely hybrids and shapeshifters and beings who are very gravitating and very drawn to those alien conferences. And I always love, I, you know, I see people for who they are as well. And, yeah, you know, I see people, you know, with my third eye and, and really who they are and, and understanding that, oh, you're here for a reason. You Whoa, know, I that see is you. so cool. Yeah. So it's, it's just what really What a crazy story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find myself thinking about that stuff a lot lately. Yeah. I have a friend who had a similar experience in Joshua Tree, but it was not a pleasant experience with people who didn't actually end up existing. It was more of like a darker experience. Mm-hmm. And then she tried to find them again. Um, they were people who helped her with her car. It was like a small little tow truck company. They didn't exist. Mm. And But there's so much more to the story. Yep. It's really long, but there was like owls involved and all this interesting, like metaphorical stuff. And she was really disturbed. Uh, She's very of the light, very spiritual, very beautiful. She left all of Joshua Tree because she's like, I don't feel safe traveling alone at this time. So interesting. I have chills even talking about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that stuff is wild. Sometimes like when there's a huge portal, right? Um, So Joshua Tree has a huge portal, you know, here in LA, Hollywood area has a huge portal. That's why it's Hollywood. It's because right. the powers that be, you know, manipulate the earth mm-hmm. by using the Hollywood portal. It's really crazy. But portals Chills. attract people, right? And that's where we've got like the Great Pyramids of Giza are built on a on a portal, but now there's like huge cities sprawling out, you know. And so portals um, attract the dark and they attract the light, right? So we're going to get those extreme polarities if you're going to be around a big portal like that. Right. Well, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I want you to talk a little bit more about Hollywood, but 
because uh, I'm so curious and mm-hmm. I love that subject. First, I was wondering if you'd be open to sharing what does your third eye see when you look at me? Mm, okay, so okay. Let's just tap in. Let's just see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, there's so many different layers of what I can see and what I can, you know, what was really just existing. The first layer is your aura. It's very interesting. I'm taking a look. Your aura is very big. Um, and, you know, it's got that toroidal field around you. Uh, but this is the first time ever, and this is what your guide said, first time ever, because I don't really know you, that your aura has been protected. You're finally protecting yourself and you've cut yourself off from the entire planet. Oh my gosh. Right? In a good way. Yeah. Like you no, still I have the grounding it. cord, mm-hmm. but there's a protect, there's, it's not even protection because that's maybe more of a negative connotation. It's healthy boundaries right. for the first time ever. You've ever. got these healthy boundaries. This is very recent, like oh. even in the past couple of weeks. Le- weeks, literally yeah, weeks. weeks. Yeah, it was December. It was um, November twentieth that weekend. I was going to say three weeks. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. three weeks exactly. Yeah, so funny. Okay, so yeah, so that's just your aura, and you know we can talk a lot about the chakras and the aura and whatever. But there's something much deeper as far as species are concerned and connection to like a galactic cosmic soul family. There's two. You already know them. We've already kind of even talked about them. Pallades come through right away for you. And then also the Lyran beings, the feline beings right away. And I even feel like you've been very unique hybrids before. So like you've actually chosen before this, before you ever came to planet earth, you've chosen to be these hybrid beings um, for a reason. Um, I'm not sure if you're just curious and you just like to ex- experience a little bit of both. Um, you're, you're also like a, you like to break the mold a lot, right? So you're very much so a thought leader and you very much so break that mold. Um, oh yeah. And then I went really far back in your cosmic history and your cosmic Akash, and I saw you as this Lyran being many, many lifetimes over, and you were a part of one of the great galactic wars within this, I don't know if it's like, I guess it would be galaxy, um, with the Lyran planet. I don't know, it might be the Orion Wars. I don't really have all the labels for all of them, but this is where uh, one of the Lyran planets uh basically imploded and like you you lost your home planet but you were fighting at that time in the wars and i kept hearing this sentence um from your higher self saying chosen to forget chosen to forget chosen to forget and so there's this huge past history that you have that you've actually at a conscious level as a soul you've chosen to forget that because there's so much pain and trauma there and i even had to ask your higher self is it okay if i tell you this because it will unlock a lot um yeah but it's almost like you it's so interesting um you've chosen to forget because there's a lot of trauma there and a lot of loss but also a lot of like that warrior side of you you've chosen to forget 
after those cosmic wars and you being so entrenched in battle and polarity and even darkness a little bit, you decided to kind of go into the lighter realms. So a lot of angelic lifetimes you chose to be in, a lot of Palladian lifetimes. You've also worked for the Galactic Federation in a lot of lifetimes as well. But basically after those wars and losing your home planet, you just kind of wanted to float in the higher dimensions for a while. And there's the softness that you have. There's the divine femininity. There's the almost like innocence that you have because once again, you've really suppressed a lot of that warrior energy. And it's funny, your guides are even saying now, they, they want to bring this information up to you so that you remember who you are, so that you're able to move forward with your warrior energy. And I just want to mention to you that there is something called light weapons. And I just want to like straight up tell you that light weapons are a thing and that you have your own light weapons. And a lot of the time they look like real weapons, like a giant sword, but just pure, pure white light. And you need to know that light weapons are a thing so that you feel like you have the tools available to you to be able to move forward within the polarity of this world. The other thing too, just when I said within the polarity of this world, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to say that you've been avoiding the polarity in this world, but you've been coming from this place that's above polarity, which is where everyone else on the planet is going now. So you're kind of one of these new humans coming in, yeah. like saying, hey guys, like we can rise above it all. Um, but by doing so, you've actually really harmed yourself because you've been battling the polarity of the world by being above it. So a lot of you is kind of floaty and ungrounded mm -hmm. in the past. Oh, beyond. Right but also absorbing too much, right? Right, Because you're above it, so you're still absorbing all of it because you're trying to transmute the polarity. I'm without literally the cat it. losing its fur. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so now it's time for you to play with the polarity, to not be afraid of it, to not be afraid to get your hands dirty. And you're gonna notice that you're, you all of a sudden have full power and full control back because floating above is cool and you're kind of separated from everything and you're in your own little bubble, especially being sick. Right. You're Beyond. Yeah. You're, you're in your own <laughs> it reality. It was a gift. It was like, right? thank you. It's painful, but thank you for taking me away from all this. From everything, mm -hmm. yeah. But also... Uh, it didn't allow you to exist and experience and be right. human in a lot of ways. But how to dive into that polarity then is my question because I have a lot of fear around like the darkness. Yeah. I only like the light. Yes. Of course. Of course. Of course. I think, I just want to tell you, and I want us to also tell you that just this information alone is going to unlock something in you, okay? I think that your fear of the darkness has nothing to do with the fact that you're not powerful enough to overcome it. I think that your innate fear of the darkness is the fear of the realization, the understanding of the trauma that you've had before um, in the past lifetime, in the Orion Wars, as the Lyran being, as the warrior, you know, that you were, right? It's kind of like being in battle and killing a bunch of souls or a bunch of beings and then not wanting to remember that, that that's who you were and that's what happened. So I think that the fear of getting into the darkness is actually the fear of really looking at your own darkness. You won't be able to handle the world's darkness until you are able to handle your own. Once you right. can see yourself and have that mere reflection within you, you know, and you as the reflector, right. right? Then you can handle the reflection of the world. It's so funny. It's almost like up until this point in time, you've been so above polarity 
but you're also the reflector. So you're reflecting the energy of, hey, we can all get along because we can all be above polarity. Right. Now you have to be in it in order to allow humanity to reflect the polarity back at you. So true. So that you can shift and transmute. And I want to tell you that I always, always make this statement. Becoming a master is understanding all darkness and all light. If you want to continue to be a student, continue to be fluffy, continue to have rainbows and butterflies and be in your bliss, right? Mm -hmm. Continue the high vibe life, but you will never be a master. You will never be able to graduate unless you also look at your darkness. And that's why we can't be afraid of it. We can't shy away from it. Um, We have to dive into it. That is so, 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 so wise and true. And when I do see that darkness and when I'm on plant medicine, which is like one of my soul's medicines for sure, because of all the galactic lifetimes, that's one thing, but all my earthly lifetimes have been very shamanic in the past. Um, The medicine has always shown me the darkness that I see in others and at different times and in the energy fields. Obviously that exists within me. We are all... We are all one. And that has always terrified me. And I've seen it. And I've had exorcisms around it. And I've had psychosis around it, like, you know, on medicine. Um, So, yes, what you're saying resonates so deeply. Yeah. Because I always choose after those, like, okay, 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 that was a lot. Back in the light, back yes. in the light, back in the light. Yeah. And I'm very airy. that's your safety. That's your right. protection. And I float above the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it's very hard for me to be in my body. Yep. Absolutely. But I, I want to tell you, it's almost like, um, like I kind of imagine, like imagine yourself in a dark room, right? It's like pitch black and you uh, light a candle, right? And that one flame from that one candle all of a sudden lights up the entire dark room that you're in. So all the, you're that light, right? And you're lighting up the room, but there's still the shadow that exists behind the door, right? And if you're never actually looking at that shadow, and you're always saying, oh, I'm scared of the shadow. I'm scared of the shadow. I'm scared of what's behind the door because I don't know because of the fear of the unknown. You're never going to look, but you're always going to hold that fear. Yeah. The second that you look behind the door and you illuminate yourself into that darkness, the fear disappears. And so does the darkness. So I think for you, this is your start of your journey of uncovering your own darkness to become the master of your own reality, to never really have to go into the light because you're escaping the darkness. And I think for you, you just needed to realize that that fear of, your, of the darkness just in general and the negativity um, is really truly the fear of your past, of where you've been before. Yes. And I think you just knowing that is going to actually just alleviate the fear of the unknown so that you can now dive into it. And I also want to tell you too, that plant medicine is great and it's a, it's a great gateway. It's a great doorway, but it's not the end all to be all. Right. right? And so I think that for you to utilize plant medicine to allow you to work with the darkness is a crutch. Right. I think Mm -hmm. that moving (laughs) forward, you're going to notice that naturally and organically, you're going to be drawn less to plant medicine because you're doing that work within your own darkness on your own without that support because you know that you're strong enough to do that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is what I'm stepping into. Wow, you are powerful and wise. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So beautiful. Thank you for that. That Yeah. That was just so resonant. Yeah. And your eyes just literally glitter (laughs) as you talk. They 
they so glitter. It's just yeah. so much wisdom, so much light, but also just so much, um, yeah, fearlessness of, mm-hmm. of it all. And that seems like a really wonderful way to live. So <laughs> I'm definitely wanting more of that and yeah. less of the fear. Yeah. I mean, even a couple of nights ago, I slept here alone because my husband was out of town and I was petrified for whatever reason. I'm like, wow. there's people in here. There's there's this, there's that, even though there weren't. But yeah. if like lights would turn on in the middle of the night and I don't know why, but like in different rooms. And then I was freaking out. Yeah. Another reason why I haven't been sleeping. So once again, this brings it back to the training, right? You're getting trained right now. Like I said, the dreams. If you're scared mm-hmm. of spiders, spiders are going to show up. Right. And I'm scared of intruders and I'm scared of like, yeah, yeah, being locked away, being killed, yeah. all these things. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to say I'm really proud of you. Thank I mean, you. you're here. You're doing it, right? It didn't mm-hmm. take this many reading for you to know that you're already doing it. You're right. already on the path. This is just going to propel you to that next level. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So let's talk about Hollywood because I don't want to forget to bring it back around. Yeah. So that's like, okay, that's part of like the darkness that I've literally been avoiding. So you're yes. right. Like I try to avoid knowing <laughs> this stuff because I know it. And then I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Everybody in my life for the most part, you know, doesn't know this stuff. And yeah. is very caught up in the media and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, I realized this when I did a march for um, child sex trafficking, I think it was maybe six months ago, five months ago. Uh, and, and you know, hundreds of people got together in on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, and this is like, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all just shouting at the top of our lungs, like, save the children, free the children, you know, no more adrenochrome, which blew my mind. I'm like, what? You people actually even know what adrenochrome is? Like, we're talking about reptilians drinking humans' blood, and we're just yelling it. Like, this is amazing. Like, right. it was just such a moment of validation for me. I'm like, I've known this for many years, but we're... Oh, yeah. you have. Oh my God. I only learned about this this year. And I also I know, have been so like, many, what the F? So many people. I mean, I was taught about the reptilians and what they do and how they shapeshift and and, and, and why they do what they do on this planet years ago, right? When I found out about By the Galactic, the Galactic Federation. Federation, they taught yeah. you? Yeah. So what are reptilians for people who don't know? Okay. Reptilians, they kind of look like giant humanoid dinosaurs. I call them the the dinosaurs, right? And uh, first of all, not all of them are bad, right? They get such a bad rep. um, And there's a lot of them right now transmuting into the light. There's so many reptilians, even on this planet, who who want our best interests. And I'm I'm so excited to even see that on their end. So I just want to make that statement. There are good and bad in every single species in the entire universe, including human beings, including Palladians, you know? And, uh, and so the bad ones, let's say on this planet, you know, they believe that this planet is theirs and I'm not going to get too much into the galactic history of that. And if you want more information, it's all across my, my YouTube. Um, and so they believe that their planet, this planet is theirs. So they've been here manipulating planet earth and human beings on this planet since the dawning of human beings, since the beginning of when the Anunnaki came down to manipulate us, to create slaves and all of that great stuff. And, uh, and so the reptilians have technology and the ability within their own hybrid project. Uh, and this is why they want to keep the bloodlines of, you know, the royals, right? Very clean um, is so that they can basically shapeshift into these humanoid forms 
so that they can manipulate mass media, politics, religion, you name it, all of the biggest kind of control factors, money, right? The financial industry, the control factors of this world are manipulated and run by reptilian beings. And um, they really just want power and control. They don't care about money. They just care that money is power and control, you know? And, uh, and so that's basically who the reptilians are. I don't know. And so basically, uh, as far as Hollywood's concerned, the reptilians know all, they're in the fourth dimension frequencies. So they're a little bit removed from the density and the limitations and the linearness of the third dimension. So they understand karma. They understand karmic debt. They understand energy. They understand um, portals and vortexes. And so, you know, when I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard uh, with this crowd of people, I got this huge download of information, understanding that there's this giant portal uh, in Hollywood. I don't know if it's like right in Hollywood or Hollywood Hills or LA. It's just around this area. And uh, the reptilians decided to be here for the entertainment industry because everything that they produce that's within this portal gets instantly uploaded and disseminated to the rest of the world, which is probably why you and I are here as lightworkers. We are here and so many other lightworkers are coming from all over the world to transmute the energy of this giant Hollywood portal uh, into the light, right? So if they can use the Hollywood portal for darkness and to disseminate maybe lies or twist the truth or what have you in their movies and in their entertainment, then we can use the energy of this portal to disseminate light and love. And, and truth and information, mm -hmm. right? And so I didn't know why I was being taken from Canada, you know, to, to LA, right? And so I've always called Hollywood and LA the snake's pit. So when I, you know, fell in love with a woman and she happened to be like right here in like West Hollywood, I asked my spirit guides and said, really? I mean, she could have been anywhere. She right. could have been in Canada. She could have been in Iowa, you know, and I would have exactly. been wherever she was. So why here? Why now? Like, I was like, spirit guides, why bring me to the snake's pit? Like literally, like, like this is the reptilians playground. Like, yeah. why would you bring me here? And then it wasn't until, you know, a year later or maybe a year and a half later where I realized, oh my goodness, I'm here to transmute the darkness. I'm here to transmute the energy. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. So then when it comes to certain celebrities and things, do you see certain celebrities who have escaped the darkness and, and are transmuting the light? Because I feel like I do. And I'm just curious if like there's anybody specific that you've seen. Um, I'm not going to name names because I don't really focus a lot on um, who is where. You right, know, right. I just don't have the time to really focus on that. But I will say 100%, it really started... Well, it started years ago, honestly. There was a moment where I went with my troop of Galactic Federation ambassadors or workers or warriors, whatever you want to call them. And in the astral realm, this was like back in 2000, maybe 13. And we went into the fourth dimension frequency in our astral bodies. And I literally told the reptilian beings, I said, you are no longer allowed to be here. If you want to be here, you have to transmute into the light. The vibration of planet Earth and humans is changing. Basically, like shit or get off the pot. Right. Right. Either you're going to be here and you're going to be raising your vibration with us or you're getting out of here. But I'm telling you right now that you can't be here in the state that you're in right now. So we told them back then that they've got to get out. Right. You know? 
And, uh, and it, it hasn't been until probably around 2018 where they were, I don't want to say like the celebrities and all of that were threatened, but I guess for lack of a better word, they were, they've been threatened multiple times by the Galactic Federation, the White Hats, the ambassadors in the physical to say, look, we will expose you if you do not change, if you do not transmute. Either you're out of here or you're shifting, right? And so, so many celebrities, musicians, whatever, have all uh, stopped their world tours because they weren't able to hold their shape-shifting human form and they were shape-shifting in front of fans. The vibration on the planet is getting so high to this point where they're not able to hold their 4D forms anymore. We're rising beyond that, right? That's amazing. It's wild to see. So, and I, you know, there's even like, Maybe like it's like on the front of a, a a magazine, right? That I see things about the royal family and what's going on. And I read right through it. If I see a headline of something that's going on with like Kate Middleton or whatever her name is, right? right. It's like, oh, okay. So she was questioning uh, the connection to Harry or the royal family because they exposed themselves to her as reptilians. And she's like, screw this. I don't want any part to do with this. Now, the craziest chills. thing- Wait, I just got chills like shot down my whole body. That's so crazy. So guess who did this within the royal family before? Princess, Princess Diana. Diana. Of course. So I've literally been obsessed with. Yeah. I've always loved her. I haven't thought about her much in yeah. recent years. About a month ago, the obsession became so real. Yes. And of course, I mean, of course, when you look at the trajectory of her life yep. in the family, what she yep. was doing with her life, yep. and then her her death, of course. So she didn't have the bloodline. I mean, she came from, you know, a hierarchy place, but she didn't really have the royal bloodline. So she was an outsider in that way. She came into the royal family. They invited her in. They exposed themselves as reptilian beings because she basically had to drink the Kool-Aid, right? And say, hey, if you're going to be a part of this, you got to sell your soul to the devil, oh, right? Chills. Yep. Yes. <laughs> your ah, hair is literally standing it's on straight, it. straight up. <laughs> um, and then what happens? She dies, right? After, uh-huh. after she says no uh-huh. to that, right? And of course, God, right. like, she is such a pure soul. Like yeah. we all know that, yeah. right? And she was completely led astray and taken advantage of. Oftentimes when I see those untimely deaths of people who are oh, very yeah. well known, yep. I know. Yep. I mean, I just know. Ritual, sacrifice, yeah. uh, you know, all of that. Even the ones who, who drank the Kool-Aid and said, yeah, I'm in, right? right? And then they turn around and say, I'm out here. I know. Right now, the celebrities, the musicians, the politicians, the, the shapeshifters, the ones who have uh, basically agreed to be in this, if they want out right now, they have the Galactic Federation backing them. They have support. Never before have they ever had support to leave, right? What did we see in, I think it was like January of 2020, or it was around um, uh, December of 2019, where we had 200, over 200 of the top CEOs of the biggest corporations and companies across this entire world leave. In one month, over 200 of the top CEOs of the biggest companies left their CEO position. And you know what? You want to know why? Because they got threatened by the Galactic Federation, not by the bad guys. They are bad guys. Oh my gosh. So do they get threatened then in their dreams or in their human bodies? It's a physical. And they're being faced with then like an alien being? Uh, It's usually a Galactic Federation member Mm -hmm. that is in human form. Oh, right. Or it's a human form like me right? Who's an ambassador for the Galactic Federation 
they're getting the information from those higher sources and they say, hey, go over to Nicki Minaj, let her know. She can't do what she's, she's doing right now. Holy so shit. Holy yeah. shit. That's so, so have you had conversations like that? Because I feel like you would be very, very good at doing that. I have not confronted uh, any of those. And I think, uh, say celebrities or people. I've, I, other than in the astral realm, right. talking to all of the reptilians saying, you guys can't do this anymore, right? right? So I confronted them in that way, um, but not in the physical. And I think the reason why is like probably my own safety yeah. and the fact that I'm a public person myself. True. You know what I mean? Like that's just not a part of my mission, but it's really beautiful and incredible and validating to know that there are beings all over this world uh, human beings who are a part of this, who are in the know, who are not public people, who are fighting for the change, who are fighting for unity. And now we have it, right? Galactic Federation is trending. The information is getting out there. The world is shifting its consciousness. And I am just so excited. It's rapid. So anyone who has ever looked at 2020 as a year that is dreadful and awful and they lost their job and, so, you know, and it's just been terrible, worst year of their life, it's not. This is the best year possible for the entire collective of humanity because we're increasing our vibration and, and things are moving, you know, rapidly. Wow. And to wrap it up with the whole Galactic Federation trending, you know, here we have it, right? The information is coming through because humanity is shifting their vibration. That is huge. Huge. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so I want to ask you some of the rapid fires that I ask everyone who comes on that yeah. are just fun. We already learned your human design. You're such a manifester. It's amazing. <laughs> um, do you know your sun rising and moon signs? Okay, you know your yes. cancer. Yes. I think, I think the sun is Leo. Mm-hmm. I feel more like a Leo than I do a cancer, to be oh, honest. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe it's the moon. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not think because your sun is cancer. Your moon is probably Leo. Uh, well, oh, okay, okay, yeah. My moon is Leo, and then I have another rising that's in Scorpio, but I don't know which, what that yeah. rising is. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Love. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that very much. Um, who is your inspiration? I would, honestly, it's source. Like, I don't have one person, I don't have a mentor or teacher or someone I look up to, but it would be like pure source energy is definitely my inspiration every day. Coffee or tea? Hmm, both. It really depends on the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a night person or a morning person? Definitely night. Yeah. I love sleeping in too. (laughs) If you were an animal, which animal would you be? Probably like a leopard. Um, But I mean, every day it's different. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Right now I feel leopard energy. I saw that fun thing you posted on your Instagram, like screenshot for the spirit animal. I kept doing it and I kept getting like all these just like a deer like just different things it was very cool amazing um let's see if you were a color what color best represents your energy oh i know this one it would be like an electric turquoise blue i was thinking the same thing for you (laughs) so palladian too by the way so beautiful what are your favorite foods oh my goodness once again every day it differs but like honestly if i could just have like a huge hearty salad with like all like the tomatoes and you know, onion and all of that stuff and garlic and oh, paprika. Oh, yeah. Yum. That's it. Delicious. And where do you see yourself in 10 years? I see myself on a hobby farm with a bunch of donkeys and horses and dogs and cats and living completely off the grid and having this beautiful retreat center, bringing people from all over the world and probably with a couple of kids too. 
Amazing. Please do create a retreat center. We need, we need that. A retreat to ascend into the cosmos and learn how to do all this incredible stuff. Yeah. Just amazing. Amazing. And where can everyone find you? Uh, Yeah. So just Elizabeth April across all um, platforms, elizabethapril.com. I do have a podcast out there as well. It's called Expand with Elizabeth April. And uh, for those of you who really want to gear up for the new year and the new energy, I know this is going to be released after the 21st, but I will be selling the recording of my day-long event that I have on December 21st. So I'm selling the recording. The thing is, you don't have to be there that day to harness that energy. So I definitely recommend it. It's going to be like a probably four to six hour event. Um, it comes with a huge, you know, juicy workbook for people to so fill out cool. as well. Um, we work on telepathy, psychic abilities, releasing old traumas and energies, and then really gearing up for the new energy. And the recording's just $11. So it's not going to break the bank. And uh, I think it's going to really align everyone and help them get into that space for the new year, even after the 21st. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll definitely be doing that. (laughs) That sounds incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a joy. It was so fun. Okay, guys, I don't even know what to say. My mind is blown. Elizabeth April just shed so much light, so much wisdom on everything that's going on in the cosmos and in the universe right now. I was so excited and I I still am so excited to release this episode the week of the December 21st portal because I know even if you're unaware of what's kind of going on in the world right now and in the cosmos and the universe, you're probably still feeling it. All of us are feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's intense. It's amazing. And Elizabeth has just shed so much light literally on what's going on in the world. I also really, really, really love what she shared in my reading. It was super accurate. And those of you who have been here for a long time probably definitely realized that accuracy. And it was very beautiful to see her, to see her in her element by being a channel of the light. So yeah, she's a human. Her superhuman power is being this relatable human who also channels. And she talks about how does the universe work? Who are we as humans and why are we here? Is there a bigger picture that we haven't been taught? And you can find all of her work on her Instagram, her YouTube. We will leave all the links in the show notes. And I also just want to thank you guys for being here. And thank you for being open to this incredible next level information. This is where the podcast is headed. I could not be happier to be Having this as one of our final episodes of 2020, I think next week, I think is going to be a best of the show episode. Um, And this one is also so beautiful. Best of the show for sure. And I love that we're getting to talk about these subjects and that we're headed in this direction as a collective. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our fabulous sponsors. We have Life Seasons. You can use the code BLONDE for all of their fabulous products and also Nourish by Nature Made. And you can find all those links in the show notes. If you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancebond.com so I can thank you. Go say hello on Instagram to myself, to Elizabeth. Tag us if you've listened to this episode. Tell us what your favorite part was. And I love you. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy almost new year. We're heading into a really, really, really 
beautiful place. And I'm so excited to be doing it together. I love you guys. Mwah. <laughs>